Welcome to The Path to Visibility. I'm your host, Janice Mandel, and I'm here to take you under my wing and show you how to create the kind of visibility and reputation you've always dreamed of for your business or yourself. Through my decades of experience launching and managing brands for companies like Microsoft, American Express, and Procter & Gamble, and running my own public relations agency, I know that small and medium-sized businesses can benefit from many of the same strategies and tactics that big companies use to attract attention. I'll be interviewing successful entrepreneurs, marketing pros, and members of the media, and offering actionable tips of my own so you can learn how to do just that. So if you're looking for an effective way to get the word out and build a solid reputation for your brand, look no further. You found it. Let's get started. Welcome to The Path to Visibility. I'm your host, Janice Mandel, and my mission is to help you learn simple, proven, affordable ways to build a small business or personal brand using public relations. This week, I had an anniversary of sorts. It's been just over one month since I launched this podcast, and the feedback I'm getting from listeners has been great. What I'm hearing is that you like the topics I've chosen, which have been things like how to get media coverage, how to use PR to build a small business or personal brand, and how to use tools like ChatGPT and digital PR to stand out in a crowded market. So far, I've tried to cover topics that will help you understand what's possible with PR and how to get results. I'll continue to do that in future episodes, but today I wanted to take a step back and do a short episode on a topic that's very near and dear to my heart, and that's the importance of goals, strategy, and planning. I don't want us to get so carried away with possibilities and ideas that we forget to think about how they connect back to our goals and purpose. Because I'm a planner at heart. I know that sounds kind of boring, but it really isn't. I think the planning is fun because it's about making goals into reality. You know, when I say that, it reminds me of one of the things I loved about my first job, which was at Hill & Knowlton, a very large global PR agency. My first summer there, one of our clients was the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, which was hosting a huge traveling cultural exhibition, kind of like today's immersive experiences like the Van Gogh exhibit. I was part of the PR team assigned to get media coverage for the Saudi exhibition because Hill and Knowlton was hired to do that. And along with getting media coverage, we also had to keep our clients from Saudi Arabia happy, and they had a lot of requests. Usually, it was something like dinner reservations or a car and driver for a trip to Niagara Falls. But one day, they asked for tickets to a hockey game. Now, normally, this would be easy because I live in Canada and hockey is big here. But It was August, and we don't play professional hockey in the summer. But like I said, I love to make goals into a reality. So I got on the phone, and it took a while, but I found out that the Toronto Maple Leafs were playing a preseason exhibition game that very week. Unfortunately, there were no tickets available, but that didn't stop me. I called around and pulled in favors, and eventually I got them tickets. The client was thrilled, and I was a hero. Making goals into reality is a lot of fun for me, and I particularly love a challenge because it requires strategy and planning. For the hockey tickets, it was figuring out who I could call that would have the influence and connections to get me into a sold-out game. Similarly, if you're a small business owner who wants to make your goals into a reality, that's great. But it's important to do a little planning before diving in headfirst because without clear goals and a plan to get there, it's easy to get sidetracked. And before you know it, you're heading down a road that's not going to get you to your goal. So today we're going to cover the importance of goals, strategy, and planning. It's a shorter episode, but an important one. Let's get started with goals. 
Goals are important for any business because they provide a clear direction and a purpose for the business itself. They can also help your employees understand what their role is in making those goals a reality. When I worked at P&G, we started every year with a one-page chart called an OGSM, which stands for Objectives, Goals, Strategies, and Measures. There was an OGSM for the company and one for every business unit, department, and individual employee. Knowing the company's objectives, goals, strategies, and measures was a huge help for everyone because it allowed each department and employee to figure out what role they could play in making the company's goals for that year a success. In public relations, for example, we developed a departmental action plan and individual employee work plans, all based on how PR could support the company's overall goals. The better you can articulate your goals, the easier it is to set a vision for what you want to accomplish and rally support from others. Goals also help you understand how to take action, prioritize, make choices about what strategies to pursue, prevent you from getting distracted, and help you measure your progress. That's why it's hard to be successful without them. You may have heard this before, but there's a shortcut way to make your goals effective. It's about making them smart. That's S-M-A-R-T, with each letter standing for a key point. The first letter is S, and it stands for specific. In other words, your goals should be clear and detailed so you know exactly what you're working toward. So don't just say, I want to get more media coverage for my business, if that's one of your goals, because that could be any type of coverage, when in fact your business will benefit most from coverage that is seen by your target audience. So let's say you're a leadership coach. You could be specific by saying that you'd like to get more coverage in the places where your target audience gets their information. Then you can do a little research on where that is and focus on those media outlets because that kind of coverage will really benefit your business. The M in SMART is for measurable. So following the same example, you'll want to set a goal for the number of media placements you'd like to get. By doing that, you can check on them periodically throughout the year and you'll know if you're on track. And if you're not, you can increase your effort before it's too late. The A in SMART is for attainable. While it's great to make your goals challenging, if you're just starting out, you can easily lose motivation if you set the bar too high. So be realistic. The R is for relevant, meaning your goals should tie into whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. They should have some purpose. And the T in SMART is for time-bound, meaning your goals should have a deadline. This is another way for you to track your results. So just to recap, a SMART goal is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Once you've set your goals, the next step is to decide on strategy. The word strategy often throws people, but it's really just about making choices. You can't be everything to everyone because, for one thing, you won't be distinctive or memorable, which will make it hard for you to succeed. You may have heard about the value of niching down if you're a small business. Niching down isn't required, but it does make small business marketing decisions easier because it narrows your customer focus. Instead of trying to reach a large market, you're concentrating instead on a certain type of customer, which allows you to focus your efforts and your resources accordingly. When you have a small staff and little to no budget, niching down can really be a big help. And just because you're focused on a niche market, that does not mean you won't attract customers outside your niche. Take Amy Porterfield as an example. She teaches Digital Course Academy, which is an online course targeted at women in a nine-to-five job who want to quit so they can start an online business. 
She's been doing this for 14 years, and during this time, she has served over 50,000 people, all with one highly targeted digital product. She has a very clear message because she knows her target audience. I tell you the Amy story because at its core, PR strategy is about identifying and understanding your target audience, analyzing their needs, and creating a message that speaks to them. It's also about positioning your product or service in a way that differentiates it from competitors and finding the most effective channels to reach and engage with your audience. We'll talk more about how to identify your target audience and get to know them in a future episode. I've done a lot of market and customer research over the years, and like other aspects of PR, it's not difficult. It just takes some focus and a little effort. But if you take the time to do it, you'll have great insight and understanding of your customer that will pay off for years. And for those of you who want to serve more than one market with your product or service, like if you're in the education field and you want to target both parents and kids, or if you're in the investment field and you want to target both investors and financial advisors, I've worked with clients in that position and the target audience research will help you understand how to segment your market and reach them more effectively. And now let's move on to the final aspect of today's episode, which is planning. Planning is about identifying the steps you need to take to achieve your goals using the strategies you've set out for your business. I've always felt that PR is like a toolkit. There are a limited number of tools to choose from, and these form the PR plan. The way you deliver them is the strategy. That's the messaging you use and the creativity involved in presenting it. PR tools include things like generating media coverage, being on a podcast, publishing on social media, speaking at or sponsoring an event, building strategically beneficial relationships with a partner, stakeholder, or influencer, and producing some kind of collateral like a press kit, white paper, newsletter, or book. Those are some of the most frequently used tools. Other aspects of planning involve setting a budget if you have the funds for one and preparing a timeline so you can stay organized, focused, and on track. So I hope you understand now why successful PR isn't just about ideas. It's also about setting clear goals, creating a winning strategy, and developing a solid plan. That is how you get results. And remember, every small business is unique, so your goal, strategies, and plan should be tailored to your specific needs and circumstances. We'll talk more about all of this in future episodes. In the meantime, if you like this podcast, please follow and tell your friends and leave a rating or review. I've got a great episode planned about how to build an authentic brand for next week, so stay tuned for that. And thank you for listening. And remember, keep following your path to visibility. I'll be right here with you.